Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. So glad you are here today. Now, if you have been a listener for a little while, you might remember that earlier this year, I went through a breakup. We have begun dating in March. And then by the 1st of June, we actually were breaking up. So it was quite a quick courtship. And although it was just a few months, and some of you might be like, uh, three months is nothing, we were actually headed toward the altar later this month. So at the time of this recording, it is October. So literally from our first date in March until our wedding date in October, it was going to be fast and furious. And that's pretty much how the breakup felt. Literally, it felt like I blinked my eyes and it was over. Now, while I had a tremendous support system and I had confirmation by the Lord that this was not the right relationship for me, my heart was still so tender and broken. And girl, let me just tell you, there have been many a time in my life where after a heartbreak or a major life disappointment that I have found myself being very reactive and leading from a place of emotions when making decisions. Now, not all the decisions have been life-altering or life-changing in a bad way or a good way, but many of them have just been unwise. For example, like when I cut 16 inches off my hair and I couldn't even donate it because guess why? It's colored, okay? Newsflash in case you think I'm a real blonde. I'm not. And then also another time when I booked a really expensive, overpriced girls getaway weekend, all right? And I came back, of course, from that trip and I thought, oh, life is going to be better. I'm going to start afresh. I was still franny. And the same thing, when my hair grew out, I was still franny because I hadn't given myself the time to heal. I hadn't allowed myself to process the emotions of what I was dealing with. But oh, thank you, Jesus, for sanctification and thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have helped me mature. Okay, now I'm a little bit wiser, not a lot of bit wiser, but a little bit wiser. And now I give myself time when making some major decisions after a loss or a heartache because Lord only knows what I could be doing and what I, where I would be if not. But in this time of processing, I was really asking God to reveal what it was that I was feeling. What was it that I was mourning, if you will? And while I really cared for this guy, I could honestly say that it was the idea of relationship. It was the idea of marriage, the idea of a husband and really the companionship that I longed for. Because I've been single my entire life, it's really hard sometimes to make decisions. You're like, somebody just make a decision for me. You know, somebody just help me pay the bill this month. You know, somebody just, you just kind of want to just have someone else take over. Now, I understand. I have a lot of friends who've shared with me who are in marriages or relationships, and that is not always the case. So I've recognized that the grass is not always greener. It still needs mowed. But let me just tell you, I really long, I'm a relationship person and I really long for that companionship. So one of the things the Lord allowed me to do, one is I shared a podcast with you and it was called Feel to Heal, was allowed me to go through these feelings in order to heal and recognize what is it that I was missing? What is it that I longed for? What is it that I desired? Psalm 37, four sister tells us that God will give you the desires of your heart He is a good father. He wants to give you good and perfect gifts. He wants to give you these good things. And so if I long for companionship, the Lord spoke to me and he said, baby girl, I have a companion for you. It's called the Holy Spirit. Jesus couldn't be everywhere, but guess what? The Holy Spirit can be. And so the Holy Spirit is your comfort. The Holy Spirit is your companion. And of course, God reminded me again and again, he is the one who will never leave me nor forsake me. He is always with me. But as I mentioned, he has these desires in us for us. 
And so he said, I created you to be a connector. I created you for relationship. And so let's just be real. I was like, well, my heart's a little bit too tender to enter back in online dating. Okay. So I don't really know if I want to go there. (laughs) It's like putting your, you know, hand back in the meat grinder. I was like, I'm not willing to do that right yet. And so he placed it upon my heart to go ahead and start looking into adopting a four-legged little furry friend. Now, I've never owned a dog in my entire life. I've been around dogs my entire life, but I've never owned one personally. I've dog sat for people for years. I've been, you know, a lot of my friends have dogs. And I'll be honest, I've always dreamed of the one day vision, right? I've always had that vision that my husband and I would have our kids and we'd have a dog and we'd have a house and we'd be playing fetch and all the things, right? We have a pool, we'd have a boat, all the things. And the Lord was like, girl, why are you waiting for that one day? Do you want to live a John 10, 10 life, which is to enjoy life now? And I was like, well, I've never owned a dog before. And he's like, well, what if today's the time? So I began the whole process and I began researching and I started looking at puppies versus, you know, adult dogs. And then I just became really drawn to adult and senior dogs. Now that's literally, they call, they claim adult dogs are five years old and then seniors are like nine years and up. And I just was really thinking about, you know, I've thought about my own life fostering children because again, not having had children. And we know that oftentimes the teens are overlooked or disregarded. And so my heart was just torn for these, literally, if you will, adult and senior dogs. So after a few more weeks of researching and I was looking at breeds and I was looking at the pros and the cons of, you know, rescues and foster pups and puppy mills and all the things, I finally pulled the trigger and I began emailing the shelters. I was like, all right, let me start applying. Let me put my money where my mouth is. So I found this sweet little five-year-old. Her name was Maisie. And they responded back and said, oh, you know what? She's in the process of being adopted. We actually didn't update our website yet. And then two other places never returned my email, even to this day. Now, one shelter did contact me right away within 12 hours. And... I was really thinking about my full, you know, my friends were like, well, you travel full time. Like, are you really going to be able to do this? And I was like, well, I just need a small dog. You know, I just need to make sure that it can go on, you know, a plane with me or in my car with me. Let's just be real. I wanted to be Paris Hilton carrying it around in my little purse. Okay. (laughs) And so I went ahead, completed the applications and this lady messaged me and she said, Hey, we've got your application. You know, here are the next steps, the background check, send me pictures of your house and let's hop on a phone interview. So I get on a call with this lady named Denise and she was the current foster mom for this one dog in particular in Western New York. And as we were talking on the phone, she informed me that their shelter in particular did not allow adoptions beyond 60 miles. And she then went on to say, you know, that within two weeks they would actually you know, call and ask if the dog was situated and it's just too much of an undertaking if it's beyond the 60 miles and yada, yada, yada. So before I hang up, before I hung up the phone though, I began asking her questions just in typical Franny Foltz, like, like wanting to get to know her and realized that we had some things in common. She was familiar with some of the area because of where I went to school, college. And, um, lo and behold, we realized that her backyard bordered up to my relative's restaurant in Buffalo, New York. She was like, are you kidding me? She's like, that's my backyard. I was like, I am not kidding, Denise. So within seconds, she said, you know what? Give me a few minutes. Let me make some phone calls. And I was a little bit hopeful. I was like, okay, who's Denise calling? Like, is she calling my family around the corner? Is she going to walk over and get some pasta? (laughs) 
And so she went ahead and called the organization and she literally made a personal appeal for me to adopt this little 11 year old Yorkie. And girl, let me just tell you, the rest is history. Miss Denise pled my case. She sent them all the information. She was like, I looked up her social media. She did all, you know, her due diligence. She looked at my website. She said she's a Christian woman. She started telling all the things. So the next week I drove up to Buffalo, about 200 miles, and I picked up my sweet little girl, my little rescue puppy, 11-year-old Yorkie named Cora, which I say is the Spanish form, you know, the, the word corazón is Spanish for heart. So I just call her my little shortened form of Corazon heart. So as Denise was sharing with me a little bit of her background, she shared that she was raised in a puppy mill in Danville, Ohio. And from the time that she was born, they knew that they were going to breed her. She came from a good line. She was a purebred and she had had nearly 50 babies. She had 43 babies and eight litters of pups. And I was like, how is that even possible? Like that just broke my heart. And then when she was about eight years old, she was no longer having babies. They then sent her off to foster care for almost three years. So by the time Miss Denise had gotten her, she had been in a home most recently for a couple of months. She was with five other dogs and they were all chained up in the basement. And Miss Denise said she was quite a sight. She said, Franny, she was missing several teeth. She was skinny. She was around five pounds. She was mangy. She was smelly. She was like, she was hard to look at, she said. And so she told me that she would oftentimes get car sick and she was anxious. She would bite her paws. Well, of course, guess what? If she was living in these conditions, of course, she was going to be anxious. She went on to say she wasn't well potty trained. And I'm thinking, why didn't you tell me this before I drove 200 miles <laughs> to get her, right? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this wasn't in any of the literature. And, you know, does she bark? Like, what am I getting myself into? And I was then starting to get nervous, like, maybe I back out. She said, don't worry in 10 days. And I thought, I can't even imagine giving the sweet girl up, you know, after 10 days because she was the sweetest little thing. So anyways, I went ahead and, you know, drove her home from New York to Pennsylvania, a couple hours, about three and a half hours or so. And I'm just like, we're going to, we're going to give this a try. Okay. Now I will be glad to tell you that she no longer will be going to any other home besides the day that she gets to go home and she's called to be with Jesus. She has found her forever home and that is with me. All right. As they say, who rescued whom, right? She definitely has been my companion, a side of God and the Holy Spirit, but she has been my little shadow um, since July of 2022. Pardon me. Now, why do I share this story with you on a podcast that is focused around faith and fitness and hopefully some fun and as I like to say, edutainment? One, there are two reasons. One is because October is American Humane Society Adopt-A-Dog Month, okay? So I would encourage you that if you are considering adopting a dog, or even if you're just like, you know what, maybe you know somebody who needs a little companion, a little bit of love, that I would con- I would encourage you to don't overlook these adult and senior dogs, these sweet little pups. They need a forever home. They don't need to just go from foster care to foster care, or even worse, to some other type of euthanized program. All right. So I want you to consider, you know, okay, this month is adopted, you know, adopt a dog month. Is there somebody who needs some loving? All right. And the second thing is sister is that Cora's adoption story is a great depiction of our own story, adoption story by the Lord. Just like with Cora, guess what? He saw us and he chose us dirty and mangy and perhaps underweight and missing teeth and maybe tethered to the bonds and the yokes of slavery or otherworldly idols. 
he said, there's my girl. That's the one that I want. There she is. I love her just like that. And friend, once we realize we are adopted and we have found our forever family and our kingdom family, our lives are forever changed. I can tell you, Cora looks for me everywhere. She gets so excited when she sees me. She jumps up and down. She has no accidents. She used to get car sick, Miss um, Denise told me. Well, guess what? She was getting car sick because she was going from home to home to all these foster homes. She doesn't get car sick. When I say park, when I say car, when I say um, ride, she gets so excited because she knows that she is with me forever. She knows she's not going anywhere. That's how it is with Lord, with the Lord. We are so excited to know that we are adopted as his daughters and we act in accordance with that new title. We know that we are love. We sense the love. We sense the adoration. We feel the care and protection from him when we know who he is and that he has chosen us. She knows my character. She knows that I'm the one who's going to feed her. She knows I'm, gonna, I'm the one who's going to take her to the park and I'm the one who's going to give her baths when she goes in some muddy water. Okay. It's happened one or one or a few more times. She knows I'm going to be the one that wraps her in a blanket when it's only 37 degrees outside and I put her in my backpack and bring her everywhere with me, even to Aldi and Walmart and Target and all the places. If you follow me on social media, you may have seen some evidence of this, okay? She knows that she is not going from house to house again. She knows she is home. And we, very much like our sweet little adopted girl, we need to know that we are home in his heart that he finds us. He cleans us up. I will tell you that Cora is over eight pounds right now. Okay. When I got her, she was about seven and a half. So, and they told me she's fine till about 10. So I'm okay with her being a little over, you know, adding a little few pounds, LBS to her. So here's the other bonus here, girl, that I took my real age test. I do that every year around my birthday, which just happened to be last week. And one of the things that I learned, you know, the real age test has lots of questions, you know, about your smoking habits, your drinking behavior, exercise, your diet, your diet, you know, um, how many hours of sleep, how much stress you have, all the things. One of the categories was specific to owning a dog, not a pet. It didn't just say like a pet, like, you know, if you can own an alpaca or an anaconda or a goldfish, it's not going to be the same. It was specific to a dog because even a cat doesn't necessarily have to be walked a dog has to have some type of movement. And let's just be real. They are the constant companions. They are lovely. They are loyal. They unconditionally love you. That adds life to your days. So sister, adding in the health component here, if you want to live a few days, few months, few years, a little bit longer, you might want to consider adopting a pet. I cannot tell you how much she has changed my life for the good, my family's life. My mom now takes her for walks. She takes her places. My brother watches her. My brother was definitely afraid of dogs. He was bitten by two dogs, has scars to prove it. He comes and picks her up when I'm gone. He takes her out to his house with her. Like It has just changed our entire family. Sister, that is how it is when we are adopted as daughters of the king. When we realize whose we are, when we know what family we've been adopted into, we no longer are that foster mentality. We no longer are that orphan. I'm, le- I'm left and I'm unwanted, that I'm unlovely. We recognize that he says, there's my girl. That's the one that I want. And he will go to great lengths to come and get us. So sister friend, I pray that this blesses you. 
not only inspires you to possibly consider going and adopting a little pup pup, but really it just allows you to feel God's love for you. Root yourself in some scripture that reminds you that's our health challenge this month. We're diving into Ephesians and taking a look at what God's word has to say about you. You are loved. You are valued. You are chosen. You are his. It tells us in Isaiah, I have loved you with an everlasting love. You are mine. You are his. Your name is engraved in the palm of his hand. Not just tattooed, but it is engraved in the palm of his hand. Sister friend, that is the love he has for you. So I pray this blesses you. And if so, as you know, I always like to say, share it with someone else. And always reach out to me too, girl. If you ever need prayer, I'm here to help pray you through whatever you're going through. If you're feeling like the orphan or if you're feeling like maybe you're, you know, you're going from foster care to foster care, God wants you to rest assured in your daughtership, knowing that you are his beloved daughter. And girl, I see you as a sacred sister. Okay. You're my soul sister. So give me a shout out. I'd love to hear from you. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.